0: Hi friends, welcome to The Trauma Tapes. I'm Dr. MC McDonald, a PhD trauma researcher and life coach. It is my goal in life to reframe the way that we understand trauma. And I think if we want to understand trauma, we need more stories, more examples, an archive of trauma stories. But not just an archive where someone lays their story down for posterity and walks away, an archive that gives them something back, some attunement, some empathy, a reframe, integration. Maybe some little piece of knowledge or understanding so that they walk away feeling like the thing that makes the least sense in their lives makes just a little more sense. This podcast is That Archive. I'm here with my sister, Elizabeth Meadows. Each week, we read your letters and give you information and advice about how to understand and demystify your experiences and symptoms so that you can heal without shame. So pull up a chair, grab a coffee, and join us. Welcome to the trauma tapes, week 757.
1: <laughs> Did we start it before the pandemic or at, no, in the middle no, of it? Started, right,
0: yeah. God, I don't even remember.
1: Time has no meaning anymore, no, no at all. No, and it's interesting
0: because it's like days, minutes, hours like none of it matters anymore. No, no, it's all it's Years, all
1: arbitrary, decades, month like what mm-hmm. just whatever. <laughs> right. Was I wearing a mask or was I not wearing a mask? I'm not sure.
0: Will I ever not wear a mask? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So we had a tool from last week. Yes. Which was behavior chain analysis. How did it go? Did you try it? Did you like it? Did you hate it?
1: No, I, l- I liked it. And like I had mentioned that this is something that um I had been exposed to before. Um, And, you know, we talked about dinner table and how, how stressful that can be. And, you know, kind of anticipating, um, events and and trying to control what you can control, I guess. Mm. Um, so I, no, I, I liked it. I liked it. Did you do it? I did.
0: I tried. I last week was, it was funny because it was like the perfect week to try it. And also the week it wasn't going to work. Yeah. No. (laughs) So I feel like that's like important because it's good to know. The tools don't always, they're not a cure all, you know, they don't, sometimes they don't work. Sometimes life is too big for them. And that's, that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means life is sometimes too big for them, you
1: know? Yeah. You want to just jump right into it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So my example is a little bit different because when I've used this in the past, it was kind of to get in front of an event and and plan Mm -hmm. on the front side of it. Mm -hmm. And what I found with my experience in the past week is that it was more about planning for after something happens.
0: Oh, interesting. What do you mean?
1: So the example was that we um, went for a walk around the neighborhood um, with the dog on uh, like a sat, like a weekend day. And um, I'm going to say like six houses down on the street, like a dog came at Sadie, like very aggressively. Oh God. And I like freaked out basically, because, you know, as you know, there was a horrific dog attack, dog fight um, outside my house last summer Mm -hmm. that I, you know, we had to call the fire department and and giant hoses were used and one of the dog wound up being put down and it it was just a horrific thing that I witnessed. So when this dog came barreling out of its backyard and was coming after Sadie, I got like I just was transported back to that mm-hmm. other experience. It's a trigger. Oh my God. Um, and nothing bad happened. Thank God, you know, the owner got control of the dog pretty quickly, but it was just like terrifying, mm-hmm. terrifying, you know, to the part, to the point where my heart was racing. I was, you know, almost hyperventilating. It was yeah. like,
0: yeah,
1: you know, it was bad. Yeah. And, um, Interestingly, I did not discharge that what had happened mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm.
0: Meaning like f- completing the stress cycle. Kind yes. Of sense? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I, um, I immediately like second guessed my reaction and, and thought yeah. that I overreacted and blamed myself and mm-hmm. thought I made a fool out of myself and um, kind of beat myself up a little bit. I, mm-hmm. you know at one point I thought about texting you and then I was like, Oh no, I'm not going to do that. And then you have. no, you know, it's, it was, it wasn't fine, but I just, I didn't discharge it. I just mm-hmm. kind of pushed it down. it down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later that night, um, you know, something happened with Brent that he um, you know, gave the dog a, a treat that I didn't agree with. And I like blew up. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um. You know it was a little thing it shouldn't have set me off the way it did but it did and um you know I I realized afterwards okay you know so I guess I could look at the the, the argument with Brent as the as the event mm-hmm. but I know that I was just on a different level because of what had had mm-hmm. happened earlier in the day and then I didn't process it or I didn't um I didn't discharge it as the best mm-hmm. way to you know I, I had all these emotions and I just You know, I'm making hand gestures, like shoved them down Mm -hmm. instead of either getting, you know, some kind of validation or more validation or, you know, screaming or, Mm -hmm. you know, running around the block four times, like whatever, whatever I needed to do, I didn't do it. So now I, um, I have to realize that when I'm, when I get to that state, like Mm -hmm. I, 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 it needs to be addressed afterwards.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: And um I, you know, I was thinking of, of another example that of something similar to this. Um, Brent used to have to go to um co-parenting sessions mm-hmm. you know, with his ex-wife, and they were beyond stressful, mm-hmm. you know, like really, really off the charts, yeah. ridiculously stressful. Yeah. And our um what we decided that he needed to do because he used to come home from these and just rail like mm-hmm. you know for hours and yeah. you know bounce around the house and and so the the um the answer was that he had to go to the driving range after and mm-hmm. whack the hell out of golf balls. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just to like get it out. So totally. So he wouldn't uh, take you out on who right. around. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So I don't know. It was it you know it wasn't about what I could have done to prevent it because there was nothing I could do to prevent it. What right. happened with Sadie, right. but right. it's, it's how I handled myself afterwards that yeah. needed to be looked at. Yeah.
0: It's interesting though. Cause I think that's like exactly the purpose of this tool. Yeah. It's like, so you identified that the behavior is when you have this excess of stress, you are pushing it down instead of giving it a release or somewhere to go or something to do. And then that's causing the explosion later, which is what you don't like. Right. So you can control for that. And also the bad feeling of the stress, even if you don't explode, right. Shoving down your emotions feels bad in your body, in your mind, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, by, so you can kind of circumvent that by being aware of the fact that you are, feeling that way and legitimizing that you're feeling that way instead of turning into, it seems like interestingly, if we walk that back, walking the chain back, so you have the explosion as the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: you have, you know, the, um, the kind of span of time where you have excess stress and you're pushing it down mm-hmm. and then you have the precipitating event, which is the dog, which by the way, that is a huge, like it's interesting that this just happened to you because there was a dog in town here that just got killed this exact way, like this By another is, dog. Yeah. Oh, this is, and it was like a tiny little Chihuahua and a big pit bull, but like, yeah, it, yeah. It, this is like, it's not, it's not an irrational fear that you're having. You know what I mean? Right. But the, during the span of time before, like when the precipitating event happened and then when you started to shove things down, there was this period of like delegitimizing your own experience.
1: Exactly. And if, exactly. if I hadn't, if I had done something, I, yeah. I wouldn't have gone to shame.
0: Yeah, totally. And,
1: and I know enough about myself at this point in my life that I can't think my way through it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Like I either need some external feedback or yeah. I need to physically release something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But it was interesting because I the shame was like immediate.
0: At having a response.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is so stupid.
0: Can you say more about what that what that's about, do you think? So you mean shame that you felt so activated that your dog was attacked?
1: No, shame that I was like yelling in the moment, like get your dog away, get yeah. control of your dog. Like mm-hmm. I, it was a little bit of a scene, you know? Yeah, right. Like I, you know, that I... I, I wasn't like, oh, that's okay. No big deal. Like, you know, yeah you know, but the bottom line is like, you know, it is a big deal. your If your dog is not on a leash, the dog needs to be in your control and this dog was not in the owner's control. And he was a nice guy and he was very apologetic and, you know, definitely checked in to make sure everything was okay. Like it's not that he was a bad person or, mm-hmm. or handled it poorly at all, right. but it was like, a, like a mama bear reaction, like I'm mm-hmm. gonna like kick and scream and, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever I can to protect her. And I was embarrassed that my reaction, because I'm not usually like that, but, but why, not usually but why in those the, situations.
0: Why the embarrassment? Lisa's like, because, stop asking me questions.
1: <laughs> because I think I didn't like, I didn't validate myself. Like I didn't discharge yeah. it. I didn't, you know, I didn't have the like,
0: Well, but this is, this is what I'm trying to say. Like, I think that this, you couldn't discharge it. It wasn't the moment yet to discharge it. And the reason you couldn't later is because you had like poured shame on top of it. And so it was not something that can be, so that's the thing that comes first. And I feel like the shame is at having, this is super interesting and I think really important, like at having any kind of reaction that feels to you, even just a tiny little bit out of your rational control, Mm -hmm. even though from the outside, like if I told you that story, you'd be like, you did, of course you you had to scream at him. Like sometimes that's the only way to get somebody to listen. If you have a toddler who's in your care, who is, you know, toddling too quickly toward the street and going to get hit by a truck, you're going to scream at the kid, scare the shit out of the kid, feel terrible about it, but it was absolutely the right thing to do. Right. Right. Like you're not going to second guess that part. Right, but second guessing your biological responses—that's the thing. Like, what what is happening with that? You know?
1: Yeah. There's a lot there. You know? It's yes. uh, it's it's um yeah. I think it's part of it is frustration at um caring that much. You know, mm-hmm. out of like getting to that place where it's like yeah, some someone or something that I love could be hurt, and mm-hmm. it's just like a uh yeah, you know. And I can't control it. Yeah. That's, that's deep.
0: (laughs) It is deep. I think there's another layer there too, which is that like, you know, I think that we've talked about this a little bit before, but like, you know, we grew up in a house where mom was very afraid of a lot of things. And the way that fear came out was often in rage that felt to us very out of control, probably to her as well. Right. And so we code those responses from a super young age as like bad. Yeah. And we don't want to ever do that. And we don't ever, ever want to like create that in the world because it was upsetting for us to go through. Yeah. So I think there's an inability to engage in like in anger in a healthy way. You know what I mean? Right. Anger yeah. isn't, isn't inherently bad or good. It's a, uh, it it's, it depends. It's sometimes completely righteous and called for Right. And the exact right response you know maybe yeah. i'm just projecting i have trouble with that <laughs> I don't
1: know. no no i don't think you're projecting at all i think it's um they're like you know crossed wires it's yeah uh, you know mm-hmm. it's i i think that women do that too that you know mm-hmm. they they have a reaction or they have a, a you know some yeah. kind of emotional yeah outburst react whatever whatever you want to call it what it and yeah. Then they immediately start apologizing for it. Yeah, yeah. Or feeling yeah. guilty or feeling shameful about yeah, it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I, I firmly believe if I was able to find a way to discharge the heightened um, mm-hmm. emotion feelings, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I would have been in a better place.
0: Yeah, and I think it's two steps there, right? It's that you have to legitimize it, and then. Discharge it because you won't discharge it if you don't think it's like called for or real. Because you're doing all this work and being like, "Well, it's an overblown reaction. It doesn't need to be discharged." You know what I mean? Right. Or maybe they're not. Maybe they're not necessarily chained together. But I think both are
1: important. Right. What do you think? But but this is like this is not like like our example last week about the dinner and the you know the kids turning their nose up at dinner. Like that's that's. That's deep, also, but but what this event does for me is just goes to my core fear Mm -hmm. of what I care about. Yeah, I I will lose, you know, and And, and in
0: this very specific traumatic ripped away in an instant kind
1: of way. Exactly, yeah, exactly.
0: That's a trigger. Like we talk a lot about these this language around. You know, when 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 is it okay to say that something is a trigger? This is one of those cases that is a yeah. trigger. Yeah. That is pushing on a trauma bruise and you're feeling that shocking pain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't hyperventilate when the kids didn't like dinner. <laughs> right. right, 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 right. You know, yeah. I didn't like my heart wasn't beating out of my chest. I wasn't, right. yeah. So you're right. It's a trigger. And uh
0: yikes. Those are, I mean, that's a big, and, and, and now like knowing what we know about what that does to your brain and your, and your nervous system, like we know that that takes you all the way out. Like you are in that moment also tasked with, so there's the overwhelm that's happening on the brain and body level. And then there's the fact that you are pretty much living in two different time periods at once. Mm -hmm. So you're in the moment dealing with the current stressor and also in the past dealing with that traumatic trigger. Right. And it's, that's like, that explodes your brain. Yeah. So you have to be careful not to ask too much of yourself in that moment, because sometimes falling apart is the thing you need to do to move through it. Right. You know?
1: And it's kind of interesting that with the, um, with the dog fight that was outside the house, that wasn't my dog. Like I immediately came in the house and like, Burst into tears. Yeah. yeah. And I was able to do that. Yeah. When it was someone else, even though I was directly involved, you know, yeah, it wasn't my loss to have. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. So you're able to engage with it from a different perspective, which enables you to feel your emotions a little bit more freely.
1: Yeah. And not that I wasn't upset. And you know, I remember talking to you about it afterwards. And, you know, but it was it was different. I I wasn't pushing it down. I, you know. Well, there was no shame, but I was, you know, screaming, running around the street then too. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, it's not like my behavior was any, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever you want to yeah. say. But, um, it, that's just an interesting, uh, yeah. comparison for me. Yeah,
0: totally. I think there's no, no, like, this is an interesting thing. Why is there no shame in that situation?
1: Because I have nothing like, to lose, right. Cause it's not based on my like core belief.
0: Right, right. Right.
1: It's scary and it's awful and it's horrible. And, you know, I, and I can be more empathetic. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Cause it's easier to be compassionate when it, when it's essentially towards someone else, you're being compassionate about someone else's loss, potential loss, not your own. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, what the what, fuck? What are you thinking? <laughs> That, that that not only was there no shame in the other dog fight issue that I really, this is going to sound so stupid, but like, I did not hesitate. Like I heard the dog fight. I ran outside with pepper spray. I called nine one one. I was in the middle of it. I was like, and I remember thinking afterwards, like you kind of, you, you handled that well. Like you, you helped. Yep. In a bad situation, you didn't yeah. hide under the bed. You ran right out there right, and you did everything you could yeah. to help that situation. Mm-hmm. So why, why am I so judgmental when it's my own dog? Because, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. Because I think part of this is the neuroscience, right? In the first instance, you have your, you have access to your rational brain, which is why you're able to go out and do all these things, but also why the shame circuit doesn't come online because right. you're not triggered. Right. It's upsetting. It's, it's, and it, it's like a, it's an emergency, right? Like it, it requires a lot of you. There's like a, there's a, an aspect that's like asking you to do something, yeah. but you have all of the access to all the things in your brain. And so you don't, so you're able to like act more effectively and not feel trapped and frozen
1: mm-hmm. when
0: it's something that bears this aspect of the past experience there's the trauma response, which fragments your response in some way. And it's like, we talk about these fight, flight, freeze kinds of things, but it's like, it's, it's often more complicated than that. Your response gets fragmented and then it gets colored with shame. And then it gets, it gets buried by these questions of like, when am I going to stop feeling this way? And why is it still like this and blah, 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 you know, like it's, it's muddier because it's, it's bringing with it. It's like when you pull up something from the drain, right? It's kind of <laughs> pulling up all of the stuff and you're like, yeah. oh my God, you know? Yeah. That's huge. It is huge. This shit is real. Like <laughs> That is huge. The brain is responding differently because of the past.
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay. No,
0: what were you, th- what were you thinking?
1: But that's why like when we when we think to ourselves or when we say to each other, like, why aren't going through what we've gone through? Why aren't I better able to handle these things? Mm -hmm. And that is the reason why. Yeah.
0: Say more, but yes.
1: It's, it's it's exactly (laughs) what you just said, because it's attached to that prior of those prior events. And you can't, you can't separate that. You can't, you can't say,
0: you know, It's like, it's like, if you're like, if you walk up, let's say you have a little hill to walk up and you walk up it every day and you really notice your progress and you're like, okay, so I shaved two minutes off of my time walking up this hill. How cool is that? And then you go out the next day and you chain your car to your ankle. Right. And then you try to walk up the hill and you're like, why the fuck can't I walk up the hill? I thought I was in better shape than this. And it's like, hold on, you're being ridiculous. You're asking of yourself something that is physically impossible. It's the same thing. Right when we're talking about this stuff, when you're pulling up all this trauma, it short circuits your brain, which then has impact on your nervous
1: system. Right. And uh, the personal trauma is not like trauma you've read about. It's, you know, it's, it's your story.
0: It's in your body.
1: So it's not like, okay, I had this experience and this is what I learned from it. Now I'm going to go forward in this way. Right. It's wow. Okay. I feel like this whole podcast was like, forfeit just for like this moment right here because that it just explains so much it's it's like humbling
0: and infuriating and fascinating all at the same time this is why I love studying this because it always like escapes your grasp you know what I mean
1: yeah okay that's my story <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you look like you need to go lay down now like I'm done I'm done for the day
1: no I, I constantly beat myself up for not being able to handle things yeah, better and yeah, how it, it, it's like, it's exactly how you described it.
0: Yeah. Stop trying to run up a mountain with a car attached to your ankle. Right. Right. Also like, what does it mean to handle something? Well, you know what I mean? Like I do this too. I was actually, this relates to my experience with this tool last week, but it's like, what, like, what is that? Do I even have an idea of what what I mean by that? When I say that, like, I'm a mess or I'm not handling something well, what does it look like to handle it? Well, do I have a single example from life? Like, right. Or is it just this like pristine, you know, inhuman response? I don't know. It's funny.
1: It's like external. Like if, if you're not involved, right then you're handling it well. Right. Well. You're handling someone else's problem well. Right.
0: This is why we, we this is why there's more than one human on earth, right? It's because we're really good at handling other people's problems and really not good at handling
1: our own. <laughs> right. So we need each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Totally.
0: I was wow. thinking about that this morning. Cause I was thinking about my tendency. I have this tendency to like, um, you know how like animals go and like go off in the woods by themselves to die. Yeah. When I'm in my like absolute worst I'm like, I will crawl off into a corner and like go into this black hole of like, what, why that's the one place that I need to not do that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I think I'm pretty good when I'm not in the most dire straits in not doing that.
1: I, yeah, I do. Don't you remember dad saying that, that he just wanted us to like, no. Yeah. When like use that line. Oh, well, weird that like, you know, ironically, like before he got sick, you know, that if he ever was in a situation like that, he would just want to go out in the woods and and die. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't want, like,
0: Mm -hmm. it's yeah. It's an impulse. There, there there've been a lot of cases of people who have like, uh, is it an aneurysm you can have in your heart? Yeah. Yeah. where they're in a room, they're in the living room with people who could have helped them if they knew what was going on and they will walk into another room right before it happens. Cause they have this impending sense of like doom. Oh God. I know. Yikes. I know. Crazy dark <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So the thing I tried to do this week was to try I wanted to try to use the behavior chain analysis to prevent spiraling. Okay because spiraling is never helpful. It's Mm -hmm. never accurate and it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I had this idea that like, okay, if I can stop doing this so much, then I can be less exhausted. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then, and that's always a helpful thing, (laughs) but also (laughs) I won't have to put myself through this unnecessary, untrue kind of version of events. That's always running in my head, like this tape of like, this, is Yeah. Which is always worst case scenario. Like, you know, yeah. someone said to me last week, like they were talking about, um, like imagining the worst thing, imagining like pain and stuff like that. And I was in my head, I was like, Oh, I just go right to death. Like I don't even
1: <laughs> forget the pain. Yeah. Like fast forward. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Some people worry about, yeah, it's just, it's just funny, but I couldn't do it. Didn't work. Well, you had a very stressful week. I had a very stressful week, which was just a fucking battle at every stage of every day for like 12 straight days. And it was just, I was just fried. And so I found myself last week on the phone with today. I don't think I've even told you this with AT&T. No. And the woman came on the phone and she said, this is like 9 p.m. This is after an eight hour battle with AT&T that was I can tell you the details but it's not really important. Um it was just like snafu after snafu and the woman picked up the phone, the like late night emergency phone call person. And she's like, "How are you doing today? How's your day?" Okay. And I completely lost it and sobbed oh. like a child, like couldn't oh. breathe, like that kind of like oh, it, hysterical crying. And she's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> And she handled it really, really beautifully. I felt really bad because I feel like I inflicted that on her. You know what I mean? No. Here She was at night working on this call center thing and she was able to fix the problem and all that, but it was, it was this terrible feeling. And then I went into probably like the darkest spiral I've had in like five years, which is saying a lot. <laughs> There've been a lot yeah. of spirals and it was um, just like, you know, when I, when I like, don't you know make my bed or whatever. And I'm like, my life is a mess. This was like, I am a failure at life. Like I should just give up. This is not worth it. I'm not even doing anything. I'm not going to complete anything in my life. All I have done is fuck things up from day one, like all these things. And it was like, I believed all those things. It wasn't even like the sort of like hilarious version of a spiral you get in where you sort of have the cognitive awareness that, that the spiral is happening. It was just like, no, this is the truth. Like I'm seeing clearly and nothing is good.
1: Do you want to talk about like what triggered you or no?
0: Um, yeah. What do you mean?
1: Like where this all started?
0: Um, yeah. Do you have something in mind or I'm not opposed to
1: talking about any of it. I'm just curious, like what you think, like the event was that kind of started this. I mean, I think,
0: I don't know if I can pinpoint it to one singular thing. I am overwhelmed and overworked and a little bit burnt out. And in the way that's like dangerous, I think. And, um, I was moving. And it was an easy, by all accounts, an easy move within the same town, like not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But every single thing that could have gone wrong went wrong over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. And the world kept, it was just this, this like messaging over and over and over again, that like, you just, you have to do this alone, which was not even true, but That's what it felt like. It was just like, you can't actually orchestrate, uh, you know, what are you thinking?
1: (laughs) That that I've been thinking about this a lot. And, um, you know, we have both moved like a number of times in our lives. Mm -hmm. And for me, and I'm not going to speak for you, but there was like, I can think of like times when I moved where there were funny stories, you know? Totally. funny things happened like oh yeah. ha 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 that was a shit show but you know <laughs> i moved on april 1st one year and there was like 3 feet of snow it was a yeah. major snowstorm yeah. and it was like th- just throwing things like <laughs> da, 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 da. and then you know there was one move that i did where um our, my um, our brothers our twin brothers came to help us out help, help me out and um They thought it was like hysterical to like throw my clothes out the second floor window and pretend that they were like a couple breaking up, like, get out of here. I don't ever want to see you again. Like, you know, and that was just like a laugh riot at the moment. So there have been moves that have been, they're all difficult. They all suck. So
0: disruptive.
1: Yeah. They're all terrible, Mm -hmm. but they're a trigger for me now. And Mm -hmm. now they are like God awful experiences. Yeah. 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 because we had to move out of our childhood home in 30 days mm-hmm. and dismantle everything that that mm-hmm. entailed
0: yeah was it even
1: 30 days i think it no, was sooner i think it was less than that yeah and it was hell it, it was, was traumatic
0: tough. yeah
1: and i i understand and I, I don't mean to like diminish what you were feeling at all. But every move that I've had since then has been
0: yeah,
1: horrible. And, you know, everything goes wrong and I want to throw myself out the window and I want to throw the furniture out the window and I want to kill everyone that's involved. And then I complain about them afterwards. And then I like file claims and, you know, And I've had like moves where they come and they pack everything up and it's supposed to be easy and it's not. Yeah. And it's just been brutal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's funny because I can think of like three or four moves that I've had since mom and dad died. And we did that move that have been really equally traumatic. Like there was one move two a year or two ago. Where I had to sneak into my place I was living Mm -hmm. to get all of my things because I was living in a co-working situation and the, there was a threat of violence to me. Right. And I had to, with a heart rate of like 180, get all of my stuff into my car and take it to a temporary place that was secret before I got like, this is a thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's been many, many times under duress. And this time it wasn't under duress, which is interesting going back to what you were talking about before, because I think that's, that enabled it to become this spiral that really needed to happen those other times and couldn't, because there was no space for it, you know? Right. Right. And right. I'm thinking again, I think I talked with this last time we recorded, but I can't remember. I'm, I've been obsessed lately with like the temporality of unbearability. hmm like we know that the definition of trauma is unbearable experience that lacks a relational home, but when does something become unbearable? Not always in the moment, right? Sometimes it becomes unbearable 20 years later, right? And we need to digest and understand that because that makes sense of our experience, which enables us to not feel shame about it. Right. If I could have said at any point last week, okay. Which I'm sure you said to me, but I just was like a babbling idiot, that like this is just traumatic because of course it is. And so if you need to sit on the floor and cry for an hour, then do that. And it won't always feel like this. And it doesn't mean it was the wrong
1: decision. And you know. Right, right. There's there's a you're pulling up the car full of shit. Right, right. No, I just combine two things. (laughs) I combine the drain and the car.
0: Just had the bit like a visual of a car like full of drain. <laughs> <Gross.
1: Sorry. laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know it's um, it's a trigger. Mm-hmm. It's a definite tr- <clears throat> trigger.
0: And it goes back to this thing of like I've been thinking also about this like existential angst thing, and one of the things that. Heidegger, who's one of the people who one of the philosophers who writes most coherently about angst and anxiety, um, he uses this word Unheimlichkeit, which is a German word that just means uncanny if you look it up in the dictionary. But when when he was using it, he meant the uncanny sense of homelessness at the center of human existence. Mm. Like we are fundamentally homeless, and we mm-hmm. feel that homelessness, and it causes us all of this turmoil and anxiety and anxiousness and all this, like, terror. And so we counter that by planting roots and finding home and figuring out a way to, as he says, like, to dwell poetically, to create a space for ourselves, even amidst the knowledge that it's all impermanent and all this stuff. And we do pretty well at that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: most of the time. And sometimes we're just doing stupid shit and not facing reality in any important way. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. when we move, it all gets torn up. Like it's, and we are faced again with our homelessness, like at the center of human existence, there is this sense of, you know, of homelessness of wandering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's also our very real experience of as, you know, crazy as the house that we grew up in could feel sometimes it was a very safe place oh yeah and to have that yeah blow up is um yeah you know i i i have no plans to move anytime soon yeah but i will walk around like i know today and say like i'm not moving that to the next place right And Brad's like, okay, crazy. Like we're not moving anyway, but whatever. I'm like, and this piece is not coming to the next place. Like just because I think if I can start controlling the process now, somehow it'll feel better. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. And it won't, it won't, it won't, it won't. It never does. It's, it's always a bloodbath, but it's, and it makes it hard to unpack and get situated because you think like, Oh my god, what if my landlord sells this place and then there's an earthquake and then I have to get, you know, and it's just like, well shit, that, that was always possible. <laughs> like, right, you know, like we just didn't we had the luxury and and the we had the luxury, it's like a double-edged sword, right? It's a luxury, but it's also sort of a kick in the ass of like having that abode for our whole childhood. Right. Which a lot of people don't
1: have. Yeah, most people don't have.
0: And so it became this like you know, stalwart anchor.
1: Yeah. Larger than life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's a frantic, frantic need to try to recreate that. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, it's a trigger. It's, it's yeah. the worst. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It was, I'm just, I'm
0: realizing now as we're talking about it, how Like if necessary, it probably was for it to be so bad
1: this time or every time or
0: just this time. Like, just because it gave me the outlet of all these other moves that I haven't been able to really like give emotion to because I didn't have time. Right. You know?
1: Right. This became like a conduit for all those other. Right. Yeah. This is a
0: thing like, and I. this is so fucking hard when you're in it, but like a trigger is an opportunity. The shit is coming up because it's unprocessed. Yep. So if you can give it the space to be, it yeah. will lose its charge. Right. They've known that since 1880. Right. It's just fucking hard because <laughs> it feels so bad. Yeah. When you're in that kind of pain, you forget that it's temporary, you know? And so it's like, you think this is just what it looks like.
1: Well, it, it just all comes crashing back and it like takes mm-hmm. you out, like, you know, being yeah. taken out by a wave. It's just- yeah. man. You know, and the, the, like I was even thinking back in the, the actual day that we moved out of Longmeadow. And I think it was just you and I that were there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like the actual like day that it happened. Yeah. I don't remember anything like, right. Nope.
0: It was, it was long, but it was like, I'm sure we laughed. And like, I remember going through the empty rooms and thinking this is going to be, I had sort of walked myself through them before and said, okay, this is going to be really important. I took some pictures too of like, this is what the house looks like empty to give myself the psychological awareness. Like we're, we're gone, you know? Right. Um, and it wasn't even as bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: No. And there weren't like, you know, the movers weren't assholes and like things didn't break or fall off the truck or nothing happened. Like it wasn't dramatic. They
0: showed up on time. It wasn't like a, yeah. Right. I don't know. But, but that was, I mean, that was, I remember thinking at the time and telling my therapist at the time that like, that was such a big
1: loss. Oh, it's a huge, I I can't, I can't look at the house. I drove by it once Mm -hmm. since 2008. Like I can't, I can't even, I can't go to the town. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. It's a huge, huge loss. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yikes.
0: (laughs) And I think like it's it's you know, we we've been talking, I feel like a lot about like troublesome stuff that happened, you know, when we were growing up and things like that. But that's because that's the stuff that needs to be processed. The good stuff doesn't need to be processed. Well,
1: I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because I've been thinking about that a lot too. And sometimes when I listen back, I'm like, I I hope this isn't perceived as like mom bashing because it the truth of the matter is that it is such a huge hole. Yeah. In my life. And I know in your life too, and there's not one life event that goes by that you don't want to pick up the phone. And it's so there's no, I mean, it's just a, sorry. (laughs) It's a tremendous loss and it's so fucking painful that Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like you could, you focus on the bad stuff because it's, you know, it's a little easier to handle. Yeah. You know, and it's, you
0: know, she, she it's, I think, yeah, there was a lot in, you know, I feel like dad was a little bit easier to relate to, you know, he had a kind of an easier job in the household a little bit
1: because and she so, let him because she, exactly, she enabled she,
0: that she gave it to him. It was, yeah, it was a gift a childhood. And so he got that, mm-hmm. you know, not, that sounds weird, but like, he got to really like enjoy being a dad you know and she she was the one who who got to be the worried one. Yeah. And when you're worried as we know that your your behavior, you know. But she was she was wonderful. This is the thing that's so like this is where our psychology like gets in the way because it's so hard to hold contradictory things to be true at the same time but they often just are. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was a the warmest most incredible dynamic energetic human in the world just right. fucking fabulous. Right. And at times like terrifying, you Right. Know? right. A force. And those things are just both true. Right. And it's important to understand how both of those things affected like who we become, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a huge, huge loss. I keep thinking cause I'm turning 40 this year. I keep thinking of um, this. They always used to say like, that's when you could, were- <laughs>
1: that's when you could say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a little jump start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Don't tell them I've been saying that for a long time. Well, <laughs> what did they say they were like over 40 words or
1: whatever? You could say fuck when you turned 40. Yeah. You could say the other swear words. It was fine. It right. was you, you can't say yeah. that. You're yeah. 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, uh, you had to go through that. It's, uh,
0: no, it's okay. I'm trying to think of the like takeaway of like, what would, I don't think the tool fell apart. I think we actually learned a lot. Um, it's interesting that we both came at it with triggers, you know,
1: I think, it, I think we have to recognize the trigger and, yeah. you know, not fight it so hard right. and, Right. Say, of course, this makes perfect sense. Right. I want to, you know. Right. Go out in the woods and die because I'm moving. Right. You know, that brings up. Right. All the things. Right. Or something I love might die. And that's my worst fear. Right. You know. Right. Yeah.
0: It's. And I think the thing is that like the important thing to recognize, because I think often we feel so powerless against triggers. And that's one of the things that has become so corrosive about the use of that word is because we're getting the societal message that when someone's triggered, there's absolutely nothing that can be done. And that's not true, right? Like you do still have a measure of control. It's what you need to do is often not what you want to do, right? Which is you don't want to be feeling that way. That's legitimate, but not an option what you need to do and the way to kind of get a measure of control is to give it space right to be right it is you know right this is humbling stuff you know it's hugely humbling I think sometimes when, when I'm in, especially when I'm in spaces where I like lecture and don't talk about my life, you know what I mean? I think people are like, well, you have it all figured out. And I'm like, oh, fuck no, I do not. I I think if I'm better at anything, it's, I'm better at having a sense of humor about when I get humbled by it, but that's it. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. And I'm not even lessons that that
1: you keep learning like over and over and over again.
0: And that's okay. Right. And if you can turn to them and be like, okay, you got me again. I've met my match, you know, like, right. And have some appreciation for the cleverness of it. Maybe that's, yeah. All right. It's a booger. It is a booger. Okay. So we don't have another tool. We're going to go back into letters. We have a couple of letters that have been waiting. So we're going to go back to that starting next week. So if you have letters, you want to know, you know, if you want our input on anything, um, send us an email at the traumatapes at gmail.com. Make sure it says the traumatapes at gmail.com. Trauma tapes go somewhere, no one knows where. <laughs> Into the abyss. It doesn't bounce back. So if you emailed us and we haven't, you know, email us again. make sure you did it to the trauma tapes at gmail.com.
1: Okay. Do you have a tiny little joy? I do. Um, We started the show last night and it's like the best thing I've ever seen in so long and you have to watch it. And I'm so excited. It's on Hulu and it's only murders in the building. Okay. And it's Steve Martin and Martin short and Selena Gomez. And it's like fabulous. I love, love, love Steve Martin and Martin short. You, you are going to die. It's so fabulous. (laughs) And like the, one of the best parts of it is it's, um, Completely centered around this apartment building on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And oh. it's like the apartments are amazing. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> this is my, like, it, this is when I we think about the future and the things that aren't going to happen that we dream yeah. about. Like, yeah. I'm going to be in one of those apartments. Like, now I'm, now that's the thing I think about drinking coffee, looking out the window <laughs> in one and of the those like apartments.
0: 40 foot windows. Oh, like, my ridiculous. God.
1: They're to die for, to die for. But it's really, well done and entertaining and i love it
0: i've been thinking yeah. about new york so much recently that's funny i think i always do when it's like about to be fall you know because yeah by far it's the a, nicest part time to live there
1: yeah it's such a beautiful time there but yeah. you'll 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 love it you know that was your neighborhood you'll get a huge kick out of it
0: oh i'm gonna that's why i always watch you've got mail over and over many times a year which is embarrassing <laughs> to admit
1: but that was no, my good. right that was my starbucks they went to um on Hulu. Okay, I'm going to start that tonight. I think there have been three episodes and then they're going to come out on Tuesdays. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Man, I got up against the, I, I caught up to Ted Lasso last night finally and I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, he's a good watch anymore. Yeah. I'm like two years behind and I'm like, what do you mean I caught up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that show. I do too. Who's your favorite character? Uh, Roy Kent. Is he? He's not my Ile- favorite. I love
0: him. I love him. He's a Muppet. He's, he has a Muppet voice. He's a Muppet walk. He's very Muppety. He's great. Um, I like Danny Rojas.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. He's adorable. He's adorable.
0: (laughs) They're all, it's such a good show. I tell you, like I did not like Jason Sudeikis and I did not watch the, watch the show for a long time, even though everyone, including Brene Brown said, you'll love it. Watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, On a podcast that made it sound like I was talking to her directly. (laughs) It's okay. We can pretend. I don't have a direct line to Brene. I wish I did. Um, But because I didn't like him and now I'm like completely over it. I love him. It's the best show.
1: It's so well-written. It's so, it's so good. Did you, so you're completely caught up? Yeah. So you saw the one with all the references to the romantic comedies. Loved that.
0: I know. Then I had a thing. I, this is sort of a spoiler but my theory at the time was yeah. that she was messaging Ted because yeah. that's the the plot of you Got Mail, which is the plot of Shop Girl, which is a play. And yeah. Yeah. But spoiler alert, she's not.
1: <laughs> I know. I was hoping that, too.
0: They'd be cute.
1: Yeah. Do you have a tiny little joy?
0: I do. You're going to laugh at mine. So in in the midst of the move, one of the things I did was go to Target, you know, 1700 times for like things that couldn't be found because the supply chains are fucked and always will be. And so you need like the most random thing you need will right. not be available for right. the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> right. You need like <laughs> coasters, like tiny little, nope, forget it. Nope. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. you need toilet paper. Nope. You need toilet paper roll holder. Nope. Not available. Gone. <laughs> Never will be. Sorry. Everything else is in the store. Like a hundred of everything else, but like curtain rods. Nope. Not a thing. Um,
1: curtain rods are gone. Curtain rods are gone. Yeah. I had a terrible time finding curtain rods. Yeah. You're yeah. 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 right about that. Yeah. Curtains,
0: curtain rods. Um, it's a horror show, <laughs> but talk about first world problems. Um, but I found in one of these Target trips when I was like irritated and couldn't find anything I actually needed one of those a new towel wrap
1: thing. Oh, I love those! <laughs> those are my favorite. I don't know how to. I don't know what to like call them. Shower like, wrap, like a spa thing. Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah.
0: A, so it's like a towel, but there's like a Velcro strip on it, and oh. you can wear it like a little dress or whatever. But it's a towel. And so I had one cause I always have one cause this is like a thing we always have, but I, mine was kind of ratty and I've had it for a couple of years. So I got a new one and it's like the best thing, like these tiny little things, you know, like having like brand new clean sheets on your bed or like having yeah. the, the carpet vacuumed and it's all like fluffy or like whatever, like these things, sometimes that's the only thing,
1: it, but it's yeah. a big thing, but it's a it's big like- thing. Yep. It feels really, really, really good. Yep. I love those shower wraps. They're the best. And it's green and striped. And it's just, it's like, I like it. Fun. It's, good that's for fun. you. I enjoy. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fun. There's always tiny little things. And I think like it was an interesting week because I was like very, very in that space of like, there is nothing. I will not find anything. I hate everything. Bubble. And then I was like, nope.
1: Yep. There's a thing. Yep. And and then somehow, somewhere the universe prevents you, presents you with a thing. Yep. Totally. You're like, okay, I was wrong. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks
0: for listening. Thanks for listening to all our tools. I hope these were helpful for everyone. Um, We can go back to this at some point later, but yeah, rate, subscribe, listen, listen, review, (laughs) review. Thank you. Damn it. I know it's hard (laughs) (laughs) do the things so we can keep doing the
1: thing. Yeah. Do all the things please. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.